0: Is it normal not to hear back from client leads? I send an email and then hear nothing. Unfortunately, yes, potential clients ghost way too much. And I have some thoughts on that. everyone i'm emily reagan and you've discovered unicorns unite this is a podcast for freelancers service providers virtual assistants and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually we're the magic makers movers and shakers and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses welcome to unicorns unite Hey, it's Emily here, founder of the Digital Media VA Crash Course, Jill of All Trades, who's worked with 51 clients behind the scenes, including Jennifer Allwood, Tracy Bellion, Wendy Batten, and Miss Mustard Seed, aka Marion Parsons. I've been doing the freelance thing for quite a while now. I actually took my first client, it was a Facebook client over, let's see, it was 10 years ago, over 10 years ago. So I have been doing this a while. I started teaching my friends and here I am. And I have had my share of ghosting client leads. So let's talk about client leads who are looking for help, acting quite desperate sometimes, and then they never respond back to you. You take the time to email them back and then they just disappear into thin air like a ghost. They just vanish. First, I want to give you peace of mind. Back when I was taking 100% client work, I think I was batting 500. Only about half the leads actually wrote me back wanting to schedule a call or move forward. So the other half ghosted me and never bothered to email me back. One half. So rude, right? But there are a few major reasons why these people ghost. So let me put it out there so you realize that it's not always you and it definitely wasn't always me. So many new leads are just fishing for rates. Sometimes they are brand new and they don't know what a VA or freelance assistance will cost. Other times they're just comparing rates and shopping around. Some of them are looking for super cheap work. So when I shared my hourly rate, which at the time was $45 an hour, they ran away. A good advice would be to book a discovery call and get the lead on the phone before divulging your rate. But you know me, you know I do things a little different, and I don't like to play games. Homie don't play games. I'm a mom of four, and I don't have time for that. I like sharing my price first, so clients pre-qualify themselves. And this weeds out a certain level of clients who are truly on a budget more at the beginning stages of their business, or not even that serious about their business. You know, the old adage, you got to spend money to make money. So that does weed out a lot of people. And I know that my rates are a little bit higher than most VAs. So they can very well go to somebody who's more beginning. But when they are coming to me, they usually want experience. So if they waffle at a $45 an hour price rate, they're just not my ideal client. They're not in it for the long term. There's no right or wrong way, but if time is on your side, or maybe you do something more specialized and niche-down, maybe something more pricey and high-end, consider booking the call before sharing your project estimates and your rates. Sometimes people ghost us because they just aren't ready. They're being told by all of these business coaches' programs and whatnot and who's not to hire. And they start to get in that ball of motion and it scares them. So they make an inquiry with us and then they freeze. There's a lot of mindset trash for them to work out. So give them space. If they need to work it out on their own, you want a client who is 100% in on their business and ready to delegate, trust, and move forward with you as their teammate. There's a popular saying among business owners, if you stay small, you stay stuck. In other words, if the business owner takes on all the work and is afraid to hire, they'll forever stay stuck in that one place. They won't be able to grow their business to the level that is profitable if they're doing all of the work themselves. And you don't need to justify yourself. You know that. I just told you. We can't play ignorant. You know what you are capable of. You know you can help a business owner in so many ways. You do not have to convince them. You want to align yourself with a client who already understands this principle. You do not want to waste your time on someone who is not ready. I had a client recently who just couldn't delegate. She was too controlling and untrusting, and it made me so sad to see this. She has such great potential with a promising business, but without being really ready to grow a team, I don't know if her business will ever get there rather than working with those people, I'd rather see them go ahead and ghost from the get-go. They can stay scared and they can stay stuck and I will move on with bigger and better clients and not waste my precious time. So not being ready and not liking your rates, you just can't take those two things personal. They are both major mindset issues with the client, not you. Let them go. So many business owners, think they need to be making a certain amount of money before they can hire, and this can be a flag. I've had a couple of clients only work out for three months because they weren't in it for the long term. To make money, you have to spend money, like I just said, so welcome to business, people. You'll save yourself the startup pains if your client has a mindset that growing their online income will take time. Hiring a digital media VA is not a magic two-month solution that will make it rain revenue. My best clients are the ones who are making money in their one-to-one services or their physical products first. So they're growing their business, and then they can turn around and invest in the online side of their business and invest in the team to help grow that. So they're earning a revenue on the side with the brick and mortar side of their business. So my client, Jennifer Allwood, had a faux finished painting business in Kansas City that was paying for all of her online tutorials and all of her Facebook ads and all of that to take off. She had an income coming in. Tracy Bellion, she was painting furniture for a long time while we grew her online business. And then we were able to start selling the tutorials and make the affiliate income and get her partnerships with brands. It didn't happen overnight, but that basic one-to-one service of being able to paint the furniture helped pay for her team. Wendy Batten, she's coaching brick and mortar businesses one-to-one while growing her online blog and podcast and online coaching groups. It takes time, and the problem is when you see clients who aren't making money, and don't really have a successful business to stand their legs on. And then they try to go all in online, but they don't have revenue coming in from anywhere else. Now, sometimes you'll see clients who have like a sugar daddy. (laughs) They have some kind of pot of money that they're able to invest in their online business and get it going, but that's very, very rare. Clients who aren't making money will crunch the numbers and they think things will change in a few months if they hire you. And really, we know how it is. It takes time. It takes consistency. Affiliate income doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to grow email lists and launch products. And not always is the first launch 100% profitable. You know what I mean? So those clients might not be ready. Now, some of them come back to me. I've seen leads fish for rates, go back, get their act in order, and then reach out to me again in about like six to nine months. That can totally happen. But guess what? You might not even be taking on new clients in six to nine months. My dream for you is that you're booked by then. And my other dream for you is that your rates have gone up since then. So you can use a project management system like Asana, Trello, Dubsado to track your inquiries I started off really simple, guys. I just used Google Sheets and I would track the rates I quoted people when they got back to me, if they ghosted me. So that way I would know if I talked to someone or not or what rate I quoted them. And that way I had it all in a high level view. If you're dealing with a lot of new online business owners making their first hire, you'll see these first couple ghosting excuses I just gave you happen a lot. They're fishing for rates and they're just not ready. Other times, client leads don't respond because they hired somebody else. They may have been swamped with applications, especially if they posted in one of those very large VA Facebook groups. This can be totally normal from a small business owner to eight-figure business owner level. It's hard to know when this happens, so if it was a job you really wanted, don't be afraid to follow up with an email or a DM. It could be a situation where they're still evaluating applicants, so that second email shows you're serious and may push you ahead in the stack of contenders. So follow up and see why they didn't get back to you. In my opinion, if the business owner hires somebody else and didn't respond back to you, I think that's super rude, and I want to say good riddance. You don't have to work for rude clients anyway, right? Sometimes it just happens that the client isn't rude. They're just completely overwhelmed and unorganized. So if you see clients who are a hot mess and desperately need help with the organization of their business, the inbox, and all the things, this could be a warning flag for you. Or it might be something you want to step into. And again, follow up with an email, maybe a PM on Facebook, and that could help you get noticed. I've been in that situation where I forgot to follow up with people, mainly because time is precious. I'm super busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The busy excuse, right? But I totally meant to. And then the emails get buried. I don't have the best inbox. I admit it. I recently inquired about song rights with Sony, and there was a lot of back and forth emails. And then when they gave me their final quote on unlimited music rights for this one song for a client, it was way too much money. And I forgot to say thank you, but no, (laughs) I think I just left that email open-ended. And this is coming to mind right now about when I was rude. I didn't mean to, and I'll try to go email them back after I (laughs) record this podcast. I really didn't mean to be rude. My brain just moved on to other things. I wanted to talk to my client, make a final decision, but I kind of knew the answer was no, and I moved on, so I forgot to reply. So for some clients, email inbox is just not their strong suit. But if they're serious about hiring and they don't take the application process serious and respect your time, I think that's a big flag. You probably dodged a bullet. I've worked for several clients who turned out not to respect my time as a VA, and maybe that should be a podcast down the road, right? (laughs) This client digital media VA relationship is supposed to be a long-term relationship with mutual respect for the work and time of each other. This lack of response is a warning sign. They know they're getting emails in their inbox regarding this job. They should plan on taking time to respond to them. So I really do think you dodged a bullet for four of these reasons why clients don't respond. Price, readiness, hired someone else, or the emails slipped through the cracks. They got inundated and they just messed up. So let's talk about the reasons why a client may ghost you that may totally be your fault. But first... Hey, this podcast is sponsored by my very own GIF and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into GIFs, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own GIF for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes, or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash gifworkshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. The most common reason I've seen business owners not respond to applicants is because of typos and bad grammar in their initial email inquiry. Seriously, if I got an email riddled with mistakes, I wouldn't bother responding either. Time is precious, Remember? One of my students showed me her inquiry cover letter email, and it had six major obvious mistakes, like simple, obvious mistakes. And as a business owner, I'd stop at the first typo, and I would move on to the next applicant. I would not even finish reading her application. It shows lack of detail, lack of proofreading, just looks sloppy. If this person can't take their cover letter serious, why would they take my business serious? So check your letters, read them out loud, read them slowly. I know I'm the queen of typos, guys, I get it. I'm constantly interrupted by my children mid-thought, mid-typing, making dumb mistakes, all because I didn't take the time to read through. I'm super hurried, and I know this is a flaw of mine, but your first email is your first impression. You cannot have a typo. Slow down. Get a second pair of eyes on that email. Now, I'll have a future podcast all about cover letters, but for the meantime, go back and listen to my recent episode about resumes. That would be episode number 13, to resume or not to resume. That is the question. That's a good one to go check out. I'm in a few business networking groups with other business owners, and sometimes they just let me know how my students are doing when they apply totally like to check in with them and let them give me feedback on my students. And I've gotten these tips, typos, grammar, and too many exclamation points. I had one business owner ask me if my student even knew English. I can't stress this enough. A bad cover letter will make a business owner not even respond. Now, I'm not trying to paint my students in a bad light. These are just a few friends who gave me a couple little pointers on some of my students who were putting themselves out there and just happened to make a couple errors in their resume. So I know if it's happening with my students, it's happening with other people out there. I'm not trying to make you paranoid. You don't have to be a New York Times bestselling author to be a good writer and write a mistake-free cover letter, but I do want to give you some tough love. You can do better. My students can do better. I can do better with my typos, but don't turn in mistake-ridden work. So let's recap the reasons client leads Ghost. One, they're shopping around. Two, just not ready. Three, hired someone else. Four, too busy, overwhelmed. Five, your cover letter was riddled with mistakes and not even worth a response. Now, if you haven't heard back, don't be afraid to write back to the business owner and see what's up. Ask for constructive criticism and feedback from them. Let them give you some pointers for how you could do better next time. Get on their radar in case they're hiring again and show that you're really interested. And maybe you can find some way to stay in their world and get noticed. So if you want, you can show with the job description and your cover letter in our free Facebook community and ask for some feedback. If you're one of my students, you have the collective smarts of our Facebook student group to share and get fresh ideas. So you guys know we do that on the weekly with our live Q&As. I'm always going over resumes and cover letters to help you all. It's unfortunate that so many business owners ghost VAs. I see it happen all the time. It's happened to me a ton. So go in with the mindset that it's their loss, you're not desperate, you don't want to work for someone who treats people that way or can't follow through. You don't get stuck on the fact that somebody ghosted you. You move on. That is long gone and in the past, and people do this all the time. You cannot take it personally. You cannot let it stop you from applying for more jobs. You still go for it. Even if you've been ghosted, you keep going. You don't want to work for a client who's not ready to grow their team or go all in anyway. You don't want to work for the rude clients. So let's all agree to let ghosting go, let it fade and disappear from your life And you just go straight back, basically. All right. The next episode, we have a entrepreneur who is going to be on the show talking about her internships, who she's hiring, what she's looking for. She's great advice for when to take on an internship if you're new in the world and when to go ahead and do free work in exchange for other things like reviews, referrals, and whatnot. So it's going to be a good one. I'll see you then. Ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online? Head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become the unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. Rather than working, oh, sorry, start over a second. Job description and your cover letter. Oh, wait, sorry. I, I should have had a paragraph break there. Hold on.